Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Rookie Mistakes. This is episode 37. It is Monday, February 25th. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about another travel guide. This one is to Warsaw, Poland. I figured I'd start busting these out because there are a handful of cities I still have to do travel guides on. And I think it would be best to have travel guides on all the places I've been, because then if you're going to any one of them, you will have some tips and some tricks for the city you're going to. Before I get into it though, I thought I would change it up and I would request for you to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. I usually do it at the end. I beg, I plead at the end of every podcast. I'm very consistent with it, but I figured maybe it would be better to be doing it at the beginning. So another thing I realized was that I probably should tell you how to actually leave a review because maybe you don't know how. And if I'm asking you to do something and you don't know how to do it, well, you're probably not going to do it then. Am I right or am I right? So if you are listening to this podcast on the Apple podcasting app, All you need to do is go to the search function at the very bottom right corner of your screen on your phone and you go to the search, type in rookie mistakes, click on the podcast. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see on the left hand side, the option to write a review. So that is how you would write a review. Then you just put it in your five-star rating, hopefully is what you would put in. And then you would give your feedback and then put a nice little screen name. Probably want to stay anonymous. Am I right? Maybe I have a enemy from the past back in my childhood that has discovered this podcast and wants to leave me a terrible review getting back at me. I don't think I have any of those, but you never know. So if you want to be anonymous, be anonymous. If not, then that would be cool to know someone that I know left me a review. So there's that. If you don't listen to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, that is all right. Just listing alone is enough. And if you do subscribe, wherever you listen, you will be able to get notifications on when the new episodes come up. So it's easy to stay up to date with what's going on with this podcast. And then also, I think some of the apps don't necessarily have a review function to the app. So don't worry about it if there isn't a way to review this. Getting into the episode now, Warsaw, Poland, another place that I was not really expecting to be that amazing. Usually when you think Poland, people will think Warsaw and Krakow. And what I just realized with this episode is that I've been pronouncing Warsaw without pronouncing the W's as a V's. Krakow as you'll hear me say, is pronounced with a V, even though it's spelled with a W at the end. And Warsaw is the same way. So if you want to say Warsaw like a Polish person, then how you say it is Warszawa. So it's with a V. The two W's make the V pronunciation. So everyone calls it Warsaw, but just be aware that as the Polish pronunciation, it is Warszawa. I was in Warsaw for five full days, I believe. I was there from May 18th to May 23rd. And like I said before, I was very pleasantly surprised with Warsaw. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. It wasn't like it was super high up on my list of places I wanted to go, but it was also, once again, one of those places that was cheaper. And there was a lot of things about Poland in general that appealed to me and things that I thought were important to see. 
So getting to Warsaw, just to break it up really fast, there is modern day Warsaw, which I think was very surprising to me because it's very much like a US city. And there are actually a lot of big companies that have offices in Warsaw. What I learned from my Uber driver is the reason why is because there's a lot of educated people in Warsaw, but at the same time, the labor is pretty cheap. So unfortunately for the people working there, obviously that's not the best thing, right? But then for the companies, it makes it an appealing place to have offices. So there's companies like Deloitte, there is a Samsung office, there is a Procter & Gamble office, there's a PwC office. There are a lot of offices there, so it is a bustling part of the world, a bustling part of Europe. So that's modern-day Warsaw, right? And then there's Old Town, which is more of your European-looking part of Warsaw. It has more of that fairy tale vibe. I always like to talk about the cobblestone streets and the beautiful architecture. So you get a little bit of both with Warsaw, which is nice. You get that modern-day feel along with the feel of the olden days, and they are both pretty close to each other. Most of the stuff you're going to want to see is in Old Town Warsaw, but there are a couple of things worth checking out in modern day Warsaw. So to get right into it, what I didn't know going to Warsaw, this was totally unintentional, but the day I got to Warsaw, there is actually this event going on that is a yearly event, happens once a year, and it's from... May 18th to May 20th, but this specific thing on May 18th, it's called the Night of Museums. We're getting close to May again, so it's going to be coming up again. But what this is, is a night where a lot of museums and attractions throughout the city, they all are involved with this event where some of the places will offer free food or drinks. And then a lot of the museums and other attractions in the city are open later than normal. So Usually museums close pretty early, right? But on this night, a lot of the places, a lot of the museums you're going to want to visit, they actually close at two in the morning. So that is a pretty cool thing. That was something I never got to experience before going to museums so late at night. Another awesome thing about this night is that a lot of the museums allow entrance to parts of the museum that you normally wouldn't get to go to. And then also there's a lot of free transportation going to the museum museums depending on which museums you're going to the one caveat i would say with this is you definitely want to have an event guide for this night if you are, happen to be in poland during this time so it was pretty overwhelming and confusing when i found out about this and i just decided to go to the national museum of warsaw that night because that's one of the more popular museums in Warsaw and I figured I might as well just do one thing instead of trying to stress about seeing a million different things all in one night especially when it was my first night in Warsaw. So the National Museum as you can imagine being a popular attraction was very crowded when I got there and I had to wait until it opens so I was in line for probably an hour and a half and at that point I just figured I've already been in line for so long I might as well just you know stay and wait until I can get in and then go check it out because I didn't want to waste the rest of the night. I thought the museum was pretty eh that's what I wrote in my notes from when I was actually there in Poland. I think if you're knowledgeable and have a passion for art, you'll probably appreciate this museum. There are a few tidbits of paintings and other works of art that are 
nice and i think that like once again you would appreciate i think they have a few botticelli paintings and he is you know obviously a popular artist so that would be a good thing for an art lover but other than that if you kind of just like to be wowed and see things you've never seen before you're not really going to be wowed i would imagine by the national museum of warsaw so keep that in mind like i said it's one of the bigger attractions in warsaw but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to see it if you have to prioritize things maybe you're not going to be in warsaw that long so keep that in mind Another place that's really popular, it's called the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And then with that, there's the Saxon Garden. So really quick, I should mention the National Museum of Warsaw. That's on the modern day side of Warsaw more so. You take the street in Old Town all the way down into the modern day Warsaw. And then you like would take a left into the museum, but it is pretty close to Old Town. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and the Saxon Garden... Those both are on the side of modern-day Warsaw, but once again, it's really close to Old Town, so it's perfectly within walking distance. What the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is, it's basically this war memorial in this huge center of... It's almost just like a square, honestly, and it's just all cement, and there's just a ton of open space. And then, so there's the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, and then going out behind it is the Saxon Garden, and that's just gardens with flowers and there's a park and it's nice to you know walk around and take pictures the tomb of the unknown soldier that's a popular memorial i believe in other cities as well throughout the world it's not just a thing of warsaw but basically what it is is a memorial to all the unknown soldiers that have fought and died in poland during any type of wars they've been in or anything like that that's another quick thing not going to take that much time they do have a service at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier where there's always guards posted there. And then they do the, you know, their walk where they do the changing of the guards. So cool little thing to check out. There are always people around that area checking out the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. One of the other big attractions in Warsaw is the Royal Castle. And this is right in the dead center of Old Town. It is in the Old Town Square. Also in the Old Town Square is Sigismund's Column, which is just this giant pillar with a, I think, eagle on top of it. And it's just a cool little landmark to see. So all three of those things are right next to each other. You can kill all three of them together. That's Old Town Square, the Royal Castle, and then Sigismund's Column. What's nice about the Royal Castle is on Wednesdays, it's free, but the route is reduced. So you don't get all of the things included that you would normally get to see if you paid. And one of the things that I really liked about the Royal Castle, they had an exhibit, which was really cool. One of the better exhibits that I've seen throughout my travels. The exhibit was about the deconstruction and reconstruction of the castle. So it was like throughout kind of the history of Warsaw and then throughout World War II, how the castle has changed and what happened really with Old Town, especially during World War II and how they were able to reconstruct that and like come out of the, all the destruction and things that happened. So I would definitely check that out. It is one of the best exhibits in terms of how they delivered the information it was all video, but they had a lot of interactive elements to it. Like they had really nice lighting and then the sound was really good. And it was just really gorgeous displays in some really cool ways with telling you the information. It wasn't like a snooze fest where you're just, you know, you have some boring voice and they're telling you about the history and everything's in black and white. They had 
really, really great sound effects too, like the alarms and things going off during World War II and just like things that you would imagine with World War II, missiles and all these different things, right? It just made it a very, it made it a very cool experience in the sense of you felt like you were there. So that I would definitely recommend if you are going to the Royal Castle. Copernicus Science Center, that's another interesting one. That is a place if you like science, if you like interactive things, those are always nice things to do. One thing that sucks about this place, however, is that there really isn't anything in English. So it's really hard to understand what you're actually supposed to do with these displays. I had to watch people doing the things and then I would have to do it afterwards because there is no way for me to understand what it was asking for me to do. So that's an option. Another one of the highlights I would say of Warsaw is called the Palace of Culture and Science. This is the eighth tallest building in the European Union. Fun little fact, I learned that today. I had no clue about that. But anytime you're in the modern day side of Warsaw, we'll call it, this is something you will see. It is a building that is lit up at night with all different colors. So it's very easy to see. It's a cool building. What it is is just an exhibition center. There's also companies in there. And there were huge lines when I was there. And it was because I think that I also went to the Palace of Culture and Science the same night as the Night of the Museums. So they had a lot of fun, interactive things at the palace. I think if I remember correctly, what they had were theaters set up for some type of show. And then they also had virtual reality set up. So people were in these huge lines going out the door waiting to do that. And I just kind of checked it out and then left because I didn't want to pay for it and wait in line. They also had a lot of food stands and fun little games set up outside the palace as well. So I definitely recommend if you have the opportunity to decide when you're going to Warsaw, definitely go in the midpoint of May. Like if you could be there for that May 18th to May 20th range, that would definitely be ideal because that is a big time in Warsaw and it's really not that crowded, but there are so many cool things you get to do if you're there at that time. The weather is amazing and that is more towards the summer. If you're a college student, you're probably already out of school, so that's easy for you. And then if you're married with kids, I know school probably ends in June usually, right? But maybe you could work out a family vacation. Who knows? The last place on my list of places to see, the Warsaw Ghetto. I think definitely you want to check that out. That is obviously a big part of the history of Warsaw and Poland in general as World War II and all the, the tragedies and things that happened with World War II and, you know, the occupation of all these different countries. The Warsaw Ghetto was actually the largest Jewish ghetto in Europe during World War II, which I didn't know, but you can see it pretty easily walking throughout the modern day side of Warsaw. You can see the remains of some things. There's walls still, there's buildings. I don't think you can necessarily get in the buildings like inside of the walls. Maybe there's some tours, but I checked it out at night. So I just saw everything from the outside, but it is throughout the city and it is I think a pretty unique thing to see and something you definitely should check out. Now for the food, my favorite part. One thing I was disappointed with in Warsaw, this is really my only bone to pick, was what I quickly realized once I got there was that I was in Poland and 
Growing up, my favorite cookies have always been these cookies called Kolachkis, and they are literally the best cookie ever. My grandma would make these, and I'd also get them at the supermarket always. She'd bring them every Christmas. I always looked forward to it. These are the best things ever. And when I realized, oh my God, I'm in Poland and I can actually have these cookies from where they're originally from, these Polish cookies, I was so excited. And I went, I'm not even kidding, to probably every bakery in the vicinity of where I was staying. And for whatever reason, none of the bakeries had these cookies and I would ask the bakers if they had the cookies and they would look at me like they've never heard of these things in their lives. And I have to say, I don't know who's lying to me. Is it grandma? Has she been lying to me my whole life? Or is it every single baker in Warsaw, some sort of conspiracy where they just don't have these cookies or they're trying to hide them from me? I don't know. Obviously, we know what the answer is. Grandma is clearly telling me the truth. All these all these stupid bakers in Warsaw were lying to me, but it didn't seem like it was a Polish thing. I don't know if it just wasn't in Warsaw, but I looked it up again tonight and Kolachkis are a Polish cookie, so I don't know what the deal is. That was definitely a letdown. Other than that though, the food is pretty good. Once again, wasn't expecting it to be, but there are a lot of nice little restaurants within the city. I don't have many to recommend for you, but here's four. The first place, if you're a Mexican food fan, you want to check this place out. It's called El Popo. Really high rated place, good Mexican food. So that is an option for you. This next place I would highly recommend if you're, once again, if you're gonna listen to anything I say about food, all right, this is one of those places that you need to decide to listen to me on. If you're gonna select a place that I recommend to you, this is the one. It's called Tasty, T-H. A-I-S-T-Y, and that's Thai food for you. Really amazing Thai food. This is on the modern day side of Warsaw. El Popo is also on the modern day side, kind of close to the old town side though. This place was super crowded. The most crowded place I saw in all of Poland, actually. There was a line. I think I waited maybe 40 minutes to eat alone. So get there early before rush hour if you can. Certified original Thai cuisine. It's been certified the pad thai was delicious. I had that and a curry as well. I think that's always the best way to go when trying to compare Thai food across different restaurants and countries. Always try and get the same things so that you can just have a consistency instead of, you know, picking different things off the menu. The chef is from Thailand, the head chef that is. She's a woman from Thailand. So yes, it does have that authentic Thai feel to it. The food's really good. Like I said, it has a four and a half star rating, 2,500 reviews on Google. So it is a very popular place. Love, love, loved it. One of the better pad thais I've had in my travels. I'd put that up there, maybe top three. So that's always an option to you. If you like hummus, and as you would know, if you listen to the Budapest episode, I am in love with hummus now. So I was very happy to find this restaurant. It's called Barut, I think is how you'd pronounce it. B-E-I-R-U-T, Barut Hummus Bar. And I'm being completely honest, I have no recollection of eating at this place. When I saw it in my notes, I was like, uh, did I really eat here? I don't even remember what it looked like. And then I looked up the pictures online and looked at the interior of the restaurant. And I literally have no recollection of eating here, but I know I ate there because I put it in my notes from when I was there. So I had a burger and hummus apparently there 
and I said it was good. So if you love hummus, check this place out. Really good ratings and popular place. So I don't think you'll go wrong with going to that restaurant. This last restaurant I'd recommend, this is another one. If you're going to listen to me, go to this place. Out of the four that I've recommended, definitely go to Tasty and Bubbles if you're going to go to any of them. This place was pretty cool. It was a bar where they had wines and champagnes from all over the world. And it was more of the snacks, more of the tapas type restaurant where you would just pair the types of dishes they had with wines and champagne. So if you're into wine and champagne and drinking and the fancy type dining, this is the place for you. It is fancier type food. You have your foie gras, your caviars, your tartars, your crab legs. They had oysters. So it is a fancier place, but the nice thing about this place, as fancy as all that sounds, it actually really isn't that expensive. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, honestly, because when you talk about foods like that, you generally get what you pay for, right? So if things are cheaper, maybe then it's not as great quality, but I have to tell you from what I had at this place, it was delicious food. Some of the best bread I've had in a very long time. I didn't feel like crap eating it. I felt great afterwards. I got at this place, I got avocado slices. So I had that little brunch feel too. You know, everyone loves the avocado toast vibe. So I went with that for the first time ever. Got some avocado slices with pistachio salsa, which I thought was interesting. And that was delicious as well. And then for the main course, I got boiled beef and mustard sauce. That one was good, but I was kind of like, eh, if I had to go back there, I wouldn't get it. I'd try something else, but this place is cheap. The bread was cheap. They give you all these different slices of freshly baked bread. They give you a lot of it. And for an example, my main course, right? The beef and the mustard sauce, that was only eight euros. So not bad at all. I think one of the caviar dishes is maybe nine euros. So it's not terrible, right? These aren't, I mean, obviously you're not getting a ton of food, but it is nice pricing and the dessert as well. Very delicious, would recommend this place. If you want to check out all these food places I just said, or at least most of them, and then like some of the places I went to, I should mention if you go on my Instagram, Conjay Hancock, and you go to the 18th row, I counted for you, so I know for a fact, and I haven't posted anything since the beginnings of time, as you would know if you follow this podcast for a while. So it will probably be the 18th row for a while. And if you go down to the 18th row, you'll see all the pictures from Warsaw. So you can see places like, what was it? You can see the Old Town Square with the Royal Castle. I have a picture with the Saxon Garden. And then I have Tasty and Bubbles, I believe, up there as well. So you can see what that food looks like if you are going to go to those two places. So that's food. And that is the sites I would recommend. As far as the pros, what did I like about I almost said Krakow. What did I like about Warsaw? Really a lot of the same things I liked about Krakow I liked with Warsaw. Warsaw is a beautiful place. It's super clean. The people are nice. It has a very pleasant vibe to the city. It's peaceful. And I don't know how to describe it other than that. There's some places where you just go and it just feels so good. Like when I'm thinking back to when I was there, it just felt so nice being there. Warsaw was one of the big ones. Edinburgh was like that as well. So just really great vibes from the city. It's cheap, which is always nice. One of those places where you can get a lot of bang for your buck and see a lot of things and experience cool things, but you don't have to 
you know, spend ridiculous amounts of money like you would if you went to Spain or Paris, places like that. Good nightlife scene. I didn't actually go out ever, but from what I saw, it did look like the nightlife was pretty fun. So that is something to do, especially if you're especially if you're going to Warsaw with friends. It is easy to walk everywhere. Like I said in the beginning, Old Town and Modern Day are pretty close together. So you realistically could, I think the furthest thing, if you are staying in Old Town, I think the furthest thing you'd have to walk to is the Palace of Science and Culture. And it's not a ridiculous walk by any means. So just, you know what? It's funny. I just actually... I just actually remembered. I just had a flash in my mind, a memory of this Beirut hummus bar. I actually remember. <laughs> I actually remember now what it was like. I remember the inside of the restaurant. I actually do remember the food and I will give you my stamp of approval. It is amazing hummus and their burger was really good as well. So the only thing about this place is it is for me, a person who walks everywhere, it was kind of out of the way, but if you're driving, it definitely isn't that bad. So check that out. Back to the pros. Sorry about that quick tangent but with walking everywhere like i just said it's super easy other than maybe going to the palace other than that everything you're going to want to see really is in old town warsaw the food very good and then i just felt like the city felt like it had more to offer than i got to experience it seemed like a really nice place to live and I get the feeling that there is a lot of things I missed out on with being there. Not so much about like the the sites and things like that, but like the just the, the cool little places that you find when you really know a city and get an opportunity to be there for a while. Like the cool restaurants or the cool things to do at night, things like that. I felt like there was a lot more to offer and maybe I missed out a little bit when it came to the food. So I would be interested to go back one day. As far as the things that I didn't like, I think overall, as much as I did like it, it is kind of a boring place in the sense that there's not that many things to see that are going to wow you. I think, once again, if you're actually living there and it's more about hanging out with your friends and going to do things together and you have that type of interactions with people, I think it could be a great place to be in. But if you're just there for vacation, I think it's a whole different ball game. I, I definitely think there are better places to go. And so if you're thinking, hey, let's go to Warsaw as a vacation, maybe you're thinking, hey, I'm going to go there for a week. I definitely do not recommend doing that. I think if you're a family, I think if you're a family, Poland really isn't a place you're going to want to go because I don't think your kids are really going to like it in Poland. I don't think there's much to do that's going to appeal to kids. I think if you're a person who really wants to see Auschwitz. Maybe your kids are old enough. You want them to see that, to see that history. Or maybe, you know, if you have like a connection with that and what happened there, I think that's really why people go to Poland. And then also another appeal to Poland is Krakow. That once what I learned is a little bit of a party city in Poland. So I think Warsaw is a good place to go as in addition to you already going to Poland for other reasons, if that makes sense. Warsaw is really nice to go for like two or three days. You can see everything you need to do. It's a great place to just relax and kind of unwind. If you have been traveling all over Europe, let's say, it's a good place to go to just kind of settle down and take everything in from everything else you saw throughout Europe. And instead of trying to rush through places, right, you're trying to see everything. Maybe you're in Paris, you're in Rome, you're trying to see everything under the sun 
Poland's a place where you can just have really slow days and you'll be able to take everything in. You'll have a fun time. If you're with people, like I said, it'll be fun. So just keep that in mind. Like I said, if you're going to party in Krakow, maybe you're a college student or whatever, you're on break, definitely check out Warsaw. If you want to go to Auschwitz, which you would want to be in Krakow, you wouldn't want to go from Warsaw to Auschwitz because it is, I think, a three and a half to four hour train ride to Auschwitz from Warsaw. So you're definitely going to want to be in Krakow for that. That's where I was. Go listen to that travel guide for Krakow. If you haven't heard it yet, you can hear about my experience there. But yeah, don't just go to Warsaw as your single destination. Go to Warsaw, go to Krakow, go to Auschwitz, do all of that package together. And then, like I said, if you're a family, maybe Poland's not the best place to go for like a family vacation unless you really have an incentive to want to go there so that is everything on warsaw that one was nice and quick i definitely was there way too long so i said what five full days so yeah that was way too much but i did enjoy my time there so maybe we'll go back one day one of the other things i really enjoyed about the city really fast was just how it was set up where old town for example Let's say you're starting in the Old Town Square where the Royal Castle is, right? Well, there's that huge square and then you literally just go to right and keep walking like through the streets and there's no cars really that like go through those streets. It's all super nice. And then it's just a stretch of restaurants and shops and cool places, some monuments to see, some churches. There's all these different things just going straight along this old town street and then with going to the national museum you finally get to this intersection where it intersects like old town into going to modern day warsaw and then if you go left you're hitting the national museum and then if you go right then that's like modern day warsaw and that's where you would go to see the palace of science and culture so it's really easy to get around Warsaw and it's just such a beautiful place. That really is something that I was not expecting. Old Town is an absolutely gorgeous place and I just can't say enough good things about it, how pretty it is. Another place, it seems to be more of a hidden city where a lot of people don't seem to go there as far as tourists. It doesn't seem like it's a very tourist heavy place. And you would think that when I went, it would probably be a peak time to go, especially with the weather being good. So that is everything officially on Warsaw. If you have any questions, you want any advice on planning a trip to Poland in general, please leave me an email, kanjahancock at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, kanjahancock. Once again, I'm going to say it. I already said it at the beginning. I'm going to say it again. If you would be so kind, please subscribe and leave a review for the podcast. Hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your week it just started i know another monday down let's get through the week and next week we'll probably have another travel guide and this will i think it'll it's either going to be venice i think which i know a lot of you are probably getting excited like oh venice right but i gotta tell you venice isn't that great at least in my opinion and the opinion of all the people i talked to while i was in venice so we'll see what you think after you've heard it and or i might just do a place in asia i don't know yet thanks for listening guys